Hey listeners, welcome to the Intelligent Conversations, where we believe that everyone has a form of intelligence that resides within them. We invite guests from various backgrounds to share with you what makes them unique. Our hope is that you and I can learn and grow together. Without further ado, welcome to the show. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Intelligent Conversations podcast. Today I have the honor to learn from John Mendez. John is a realtor, investor, and serial entrepreneur. He also hosts the Walk to Wealth podcast, which teaches people how to establish a life of prosperity. So John, thank you for coming on today. I'm excited to talk with you and learn more about you. But I, I want to ask this first. What was the first thing that you got into? Was it the realtor, investor, or serial entrepreneur? And uh-huh. second question, kind of a follow-up on that. How did you get into that? Because not too many people take that path. Yeah, so for me, uh, I'd say... Um, I was never, I'll just preface it with this. I was never a a born entrepreneur. I was never someone who grew up and had the paper route or was cutting lawns or (laughs) selling lemonade, right? That that wasn't me. I I never was focused on making money Mm -hmm. and entrepreneurship and hustling, you know, to get some cash. So fast forward, once I got to college a little bit, um, my second year, it was during the pandemic, so we're all staying from home. Yes. In November of 2020, I believe it was, I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Ah. And that shifted my mind to view the world in another way. There's another way of viewing the world. And I resonated a lot with the ideas of the poor dad. I was wondering why. And then the Rich Dad ideas, it's like, people think like that? And then that kind of got me into the rabbit hole. I started watching YouTube videos and podcasts. Yeah. Fast forward a little bit. My spring semester of 2021, I decided to sign up for my real estate classes. I dropped out. Of, well, I didn't technically drop out yet, but I just stopped showing up to my college classes. They were <laughs> online anyways. And then I never looked back from there. And so I got my license in the September of uh, 2021 when I turned 20. I also, that was around the time. Um, so I technically, I got started investing first. That was 2020. And then I got my real estate license 2021, September. And then I started a podcast in December of 2021. And then I started a social media marketing agency that I, I'm doing kind of on the side. And just a couple months ago. So I got a couple things going. I've been able to teach, you know, hundreds of realtors social media. So I was like, why not actually turn this into a little something, something. Um, and that's, so that's pretty much how I got into everything, at least the not, the the 10,000 foot view of it. <laughs> No, that's awesome. I think that's that's a cool story. I'm kind of curious. What was it that you were investing in first? Like you just kind of threw that comment in there. Yeah. So my my very first investment was Tesla when he did the five one stock split. So at the time, I was talking to one of the guys, and we were worked across the street from each other. I was working at a restaurant. I still work there now, and he worked at one of the buildings. He was like the front door person, mm-hmm. uh, the concierge person, and. We would always walk home together. He would clock out sometime around like 11 o'clock. I would clock around uh, and clean up the kitchen and clock out around the same time. And so we'd walk home in the same direction before we split ways. And we would always get into conversation. It was some night in August. It was remember. And we were just having a conversation. And he was telling me about Tesla. Now, he loves finance. He's into investing. He's into that kind of stuff. And he told me that I should invest in Tesla. I was going to be getting a refund from college because I was staying mm-hmm. from home, the pandemic. You know, I wasn't... And, I wasn't rooming and boarding, so I had a big refund check come in. He was like, John, take some of that money and invest in Tesla. They're doing a 5-1 stocks, but I was like, I don't even know what that means. What is that? He broke it down for me, and then I kind of asked him, you know, why aren't you investing in it? Because I'm, I'm very skeptical. Mm-hmm. And he was like, because, you know, my situation with my sister, I, I don't have the money right now to. And 
I feel like when you come from scarcity, most people, if they can't invest in an opportunity, not even just an actual investment, they just can't, if they can't um, go forward with an opportunity, they tend to keep it to themselves. Yeah. But like, despite him not being able to invest, he still told me about this opportunity because although he knew he couldn't take advantage of it, he still wanted me to take advantage of it. And so I feel like that was very honorable. And although I didn't know anything about investing and I suggest you all do your research. I didn't do any. I just kind of <laughs> went on his word and it ended up playing out in my favor. So that was how I got into my first investment. That's cool. I So that's funny. I actually know I know exactly what you're talking about because I consider that my worst like the one I passed up on. So I had, yeah. it was back in 2018. I was like just doing some yeah. research and I was like, oh my gosh, Tesla, Tesla's looking pretty good. And, you know, I understood a little bit about like how data was managed and stuff. I'm like, Tesla's going to be a pretty big yeah. deal. But then I, so I literally only had like, I was in high school, dude. I only had yeah. like 500 bucks in my account. And I was just like, yeah. I don't know, like it's $300 right now. And this was before the splits, right? Like, I just, I don't know if I can put all my eggs in one basket. So I ended up splitting it into multiple uh, stocks, right? Just to kind of yeah. get a feel for it and to diversify. Yeah, to, exactly. Right. And then I just look at Tesla and I'm like, oh, dang, it's 400. Dang, it's 500. <laughs> and I just see it slowly just keep climbing. Like, dang, oh, it's something I missed up, like just missed out yeah. on. Then when I saw the split, I was like, oh my gosh, I could have made so much off that. And I, I consider that one of my biggest mistakes there. So I, I kind of want to ask you this. Do you have any mistakes? I mean, you're an entrepreneur, right? Mistakes happen every day. But what, what's yeah. kind of something that sticks out to you that you learned from and kind of overcame? I'd say my biggest mistake is realizing that I was chasing goals for goal setting sake and lost sight of the reason why I started in this road. So for me, I got into real estate because I wanted to do investing, right? Mm -hmm. And I took a wholesaling class and on a, I had a bad attorney who told me pretty much you can't wholesale in Connecticut. Now make sure you check with your state, but you can wholesale in Connecticut. He told me otherwise. And at my at that time, he was a professional in my eyes. And so that's kind of what kind of led me into getting into real estate as an agent and getting my license. But also, I got into real estate because I knew I always wanted to get into public speaking. Mm -hmm. I always wanted to, you know, speak on stages. And so I thought, well, I need to become credible in some respect, you know, in whatever industry. I kind of already interested in real estate. I'm just going to go in, uh, start selling houses, you know, become <laughs> a top producer, become someone that, you know, sells houses often. And then a speaking opportunity will eventually present themselves to me. And I was kind of chasing the becoming a top realtor and I kept finding myself distracted and every time I was distracted it would be with the podcast and now you know I've been doing the podcast for quite some time now and then even with when I started the social media thing uh, it's like I've tried to do work for that and I find myself distracted and mm -hmm. every time I was distracted it was the podcast and then I started getting opportunities to you know teach and speak and now be a guest on other people's show and the door for public speaking was opening before me uh, long before, you know, when we're recording now, mm -hmm. but because I had my eyes set at that, I had to become a successful realtor in order to have enough credibility to speak. I still held on to trying to be a top agent. Yeah. And I wasn't, as you know, what you, what you focus on expands, but the more the, diversified, the more diluted you are across different endeavors, you're never going to grow on any of them. And so I probably could have made so much more growth with my show and with my podcast and speaking if I had just realized early on that what I had originally came into 
was speaking. And although the plan didn't look like what I thought it would have to look like in order for me yeah. to get to the point that I wanted to get to, um, I could have easily just pivoted sooner and made a lot more focused efforts into what I'm doing now to get me to where I want to be. I, I like the point you bring up with distractions. I think oftentimes, right, we we get distracted from what we really want, right? We we think we know what we want, right? But then we get yeah. distracted by other things that I don't want to say busy work, but it's kind of what it yeah. is, right? We we have these goals that almost like conflict with each other and it's like, oh my mm-hmm. gosh. And then another point too, right? It's procrastination isn't as bad as everyone makes it out to be because procrastination, it, it tells you something, and you have to look at it, what it's telling you. Mm-hmm. I, I kept procrastinating with my goals in terms of trying to become a top realtor and start my social media thing. Why? Because the podcast was always where I should have been focusing on. Right. So when you're procrastinating on something, procrastinating and go, you either A might be uh, you know, a lazy piece of garbage and <laughs> you know not serious about it, or you might be someone that is actually being called elsewhere and you haven't realized it. And so pay attention to yourself be aware enough to sit down and say okay i keep finding myself distracted i'm not hitting my goals i keep on procrastinating why is that is it because i genuinely don't want to do this and i should be doing something elsewhere it could be or is it because you're not putting enough enough action there's definitely a, a difference between the two so don't confuse laziness for you being in the wrong you know endeavor i i agree too i think that what was it uh I'm trying to remember the quote or the guy i was listening to but Anyway, it was talking about uh, how procrastination is usually a sign of like, hey, maybe you need to like switch gears. Like if you're continually procrastinating things, then you need to find yourself. uh, You need to find yourself and maybe change paths or maybe find that purpose or find that why you are doing it. Mm. And I think oftentimes, right, we we go into things thinking we know why we want it. But then, right, when things get hard... We're like, wait, do I really want this? And those doubts. So I, I kind of want to ask this. What's the difference between like just having those doubts or like just yeah. it's not your why is I guess what I'm getting at. Yeah. So when it comes to having doubts, I feel like we all have them no matter who we are. It's just how we show up in this, you know, in spite of those you know, doubts that we may have, those uncertainties that we may have. But when it comes to, you know, your why and your why is something that will always change. And I, I like to think of your why as, you know, fuel kind of for mm-hmm. why you're doing what you, you know, to get up. You know, it's like you're filling up your tank with your why, right? That could be, you know, for your kids, for, you know, it could be, you know, you're similar to my age. So it could be for our future selves. It could be for our dreams. Um, it could be. But a lot of the times our why is attached to someone else. Right. It's attached. I want to make my parents proud. I want to make my grandma proud. I want to make Nima proud. You know, I want to make, you know, the family proud. I want to make my friends proud. I want to make someone. It's usually a lot of times when people say their why, it's always attached to somebody. Now, the problem with that is that if your why is always attached to somebody else, for example, there's a lot of times it's like people, you know, fight so hard to get approval from their parents and they have like maybe like a, you know, a tough dad or a tough mom that never says, you know, I'm proud of you. They always just say, oh, you messed up here. Oh, you could have done more. Right. And now their why is to make them proud. And they spent their whole life, you know, losing themselves at the cost of their why. So, yeah, it fueled their success, it fueled their growth, but they were losing themselves the entire time. So the problem with the why is usually it's it's based upon someone who's not ourselves. Right. And that kind of makes us a slave to that other person without us realizing it. That's an interesting point. I never thought of it like that. I I agree. I think that 
you know, attaching that why to another person, it can definitely serve as fuel. And I mean, that can, Mm -hmm. that can be a good thing as well or a bad thing, right? That that's up uh, for, I think you to decide, right? I mean, the thing is, right. You need to find that why of like for yourself, like, Hey, why am I doing this? And then if you want to attach to other people, so let's say, right, you want to create a better future for yourself. Yeah. It's like, okay, there's nothing wrong with that, right? It's for you. You want to do that. But then, right, life goes on. You find someone, you're like, oh, she's a pretty cool girl. And then you marry her, whatever, right? Maybe it's like, oh my gosh, okay. Now, right, that why builds on itself. It's like, all right, I want to be able to provide for this person. All right, I want to be able to do this, right? And I think what happens is that, as we progress along life, right, more people become dependent or maybe uh, you take different steps in your life that different responsibilities, yeah, there's different responsibilities that you have to fulfill. And I think this is a key point here. I think there's a difference between responsibility and right that why, right? Because there's things you just yeah. got to do, right? You got to eat. Exactly. You got to um, you got to put food on the table. Yeah, you gotta exactly. Provide, you got to protect. Right. And so like not definitely on that same point. Right. There's a lot of the times people they expect you know things that they're supposed to do to fuel them and it's like that's that's the requirement you're supposed to you know protect your loved ones you're supposed to take care and look mm-hmm. after the family right you're supposed to be the head of the household um, and i'm speaking just you know because <laughs> you're both young men right and but generally speaking like it, that is not strong enough to push you right because that's what you're already supposed to do it needs to be stronger and you should attach your why to something that's it's strong enough and compelling enough to push you into action but know that too much of anything is is a bad thing there's so many times like we're speaking about families now so many times people stay in marriages longer than they should have or stay with other people Mm -hmm. especially when there's a kid involved right that could be their why is to put it all together and then you know the kids grow up and they leave the house and now it's like i just spent the last 20 years pushing for this and forcing my way through this because I wanted to do this. And, I, you know, now people have midlife crises, right? Mm-hmm. I was talking to a friend who um, just so happens to be a realtor that I'm connected with. She's down south, though. Um, and she was talking, like, how she stayed in her, you know, her marriage for a long time. And now, like, she's a little over 50 now and realizing, like, I don't even know who I am anymore. Right, because you're when you when you go too far, when you go to the extreme, right? Your why it'll eventually lead you to lose yourself. Because as I said, you're pretty much always focused on that other person, whether that's your kids, your parents, your your friend, your old teacher in third grade that said <laughs> I believe in you. Right? It doesn't matter who it is, but that that's you know too much of anything is always a bad thing. So you got to be. It's a fine line to walk, um, but definitely your why can definitely fuel you. Um, but it, it'll always change as well, right? Your same why mm-hmm. now may not be the same why in the future. So you need something a little more. Um, a little more stable to set your your foundation on. So this is kind of a question that comes up this just kind of suddenly. So maybe some people, I mean, this is, I'm just kind of playing the devil's advocate here, but they, <laughs> yeah. they would kind of say, hey, what's the difference between losing yourself, right? Or maybe it's just yeah. progression, right? Like maybe I'm personal, like I'm developing, becoming a better person. What would you say is kind of the difference between that? Because progressing, you kind of you're in charge of that, right? Losing yourself usually happens. Uh, it's like uh, you don't realize the weight 
of the chains, right, or something like that, until it's too until you can't walk or something. It's the quote that goes something along the lines. I butchered it entirely, but essentially, what the quote was saying is that you really usually don't realize your mistakes until it's you know you're mm-hmm. pretty much paralyzed at the weight of it all. That's usually how it comes when you're, you're losing yourself. You don't realize in the day to day that you're losing yourself. It's usually after you're you know you're you have that midlife crisis, yeah. right, or that. Some people have a, a you know a midlife crisis early on in their life, but when, you, when it's not until you have that big moment where you sit back and reflect, that's like oh my goodness, who am I? Right? When you're progressing, of course you're going to be you know taking step forward, but usually you're more in charge of that. Usually you know if you're reading books and stuff like that, you can expect yourself to grow and grow mm-hmm. out of your show and grow into a different person. Especially if you're going to conferences, you're listening to podcasts like this, you're reading books, you you know you're networking, you're masterminding. Right? You're, you're going to expect to grow, but usually when you, you lose yourself, it's usually because. You're spending a lot of time at work. You might have picked up an extra job. You're starting another side hustle. Maybe you're starting a podcast, right? You mm-hmm. have all these things that you're starting off and you get so busy and then some slowly but surely you stop work, you know, you stop working out as much. Maybe you start skipping the gym. You go a little less frequently. Now you're super busy with work. Now you start skipping meals or you might start eating out. You're calling out, you know, ordering takeout, right? And it starts a little, uh, you know, slowly but surely. And next thing you know, fast forward a year, you're out of shape. You're unhealthy. You, you know, you had a job you dislike that you were only working for pretty much just a paycheck to pay some extra bills right and that's usually when you realize like it takes something to hit you for you to realize like hey like where did it all go (laughs) exactly i think you're right on i think sometimes right we get so hyper focused on one area of our life when in reality right there's multiple things you want to take care of in your life and i know we kind of mentioned this at the beginning uh before we started recording this but yeah, correct me if I'm wrong, but there's like a Japanese, not proverb, uh, yeah. saying it's called a kagi. Ikigai. 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 Yeah. Ikigai. Could you kind of like tell people what that is and what kind of the idea behind it? Yeah. So I've been reading a, a lot about this pretty recently and it's pretty interesting. So it's essentially, it's, it's going to be hard to visualize, but I'll describe it the best if I can uh, for anyone that's listening, but it's pretty much four circles. And the four circles all over overlap each other. It's like kind of like a Venn diagram, right, with four circles. Mm-hmm. And on the top circle, it's what we love to do. And this could be an exercise that you've kind of, you know, if you have some time now, pen and paper, that you probably go through right now as you're listening to this. If you have, you know, pen and paper nearby or something that you can just think about or ponder on. And so the first circle is what you love to do, right? What would you do for the rest of your life if no one ever paid you? If you never made a single penny from it, what would you love to do? for the rest of your life, right? And don't think about, you know, parameters. Don't think about the bills you have to pay. Just start listing down all the things Mm -hmm. that you would love to do. And even if no one ever paid you, that could be reading, that could be playing piano, that could be skateboarding, that could be playing basketball with the guys, right? That could be so many different things. That could be mountain climbing, you know, taking a hike, walking a dog. What would you do for the rest of your life if no one ever paid you a penny for it, right? List that out. Then the second circle to the right, that's what the world needs, right? You could talk about, you know, the obesity crisis in, in the in the U.S. You could talk about global warming. You could talk about, you know, the food shortage we got going on. Mm-hmm. You can talk about, you know, maybe politics, whatever it may be. What problems do you see in the world that that you feel pulled to? List out all those problems, right? And then try to look for overlap between the two. Like, for example, if you want to, you know, uh, if the obesity problem in America is a, a issue that you feel compelled to act on and you also love working out, right? We have some overlap there. You're, you're on the right track, 
right? Then the third circle is what can you be rewarded for? A lot of the times you get into things and a lot of these endeavors uh, don't actually pay us. For example, <laughs> an endeavor that the world needs and you may love to do, but does, isn't going to pay you well, might be an elementary school teacher. It's unfortunate, but... You know, some things pay more than others. Like if it's, you know, STEM field, you might get some more money. So what can you be rewarded for? Right. Some things, let's say you start a coaching program for, you know, how to solve Rubik's Cubes. I don't think the market <laughs> is too big in that area. Right. So I don't know how much, how, how well you could be rewarded for that. Right. Mm -hmm. So list out all the things that, you know, the world would reward you for. Right. And then the final circle is what are you good at? But I also like to think of it as what do you have the potential to be good at? Yes. Because a lot of times, especially, you know, in our age, right, we're, we're relatively young. A lot of the times, you know, we don't have enough, as much time over tension as some of these older folks have because we're still relatively starting off early on. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it's like if you have certain skills that in by the time you're 20, you should know, you know, have a good idea as to what you may be kind of good at or what you have a knack for a little bit. Um, but what skills can you develop into something that's amazing, right? Because most of the time, we're not usually at this age too, too excellent at really anything unless, you know, been training since, you know, a, a young kid. And But, you know, what are you good at now? And if you don't have too many skills that you're good at, um, what do you have the potential to get good at? And when you find the the intersection of all four circles, that's what you call your ikigai, your reason for being. And the people where this concept come from uh, live in an island in Japan, and they have the longest life expectancy in the world. So uh, there's some truth behind it, right? <laughs> live a longer, happier life, right? They're, they're not stressed. Yeah, they're not stressed over all the things that maybe we get stressed over. And yeah. it's funny. I was actually talking about that with someone recently that some one time I saw – I was talking about how I was talking with a guy on a podcast and he was just the happiest guy. And funny, I mean, for those of you who know him, John Leister, he, he was, if you watch the video of it, he was at a bus stop, right? And he was just chatting away, just excited that he was alive. I'm sitting, I'm like, dude, that guy is in a, maybe, like I could just look at his surroundings. I'm like, this guy's not as good position as I am, right? And I'm sitting there like, oh my gosh. And it kind of like made me think, I'm like, oh my gosh, like what am I doing type of thing? Like this guy is the happiest guy on the planet. Uh, I need to maybe start looking and asking, hey, why am I doing this? And I would say this is something that I would recommend is don't rush yourself into your why either, right? Sometimes we want to just sit there, okay, why am I doing this? And you just answer it, right? No, when I came up, so I wrote a sentence and I'm like, if I had to break it down, what I want and like why I'm doing things, what would it be? Right. One sentence it took me a good 30 minutes to come up with that. Right. Yeah. And it's like that. It, it takes time and a little bit on the balanced lifestyle. I think that's important. Right. I like the point that you uh, made that it should reward you as well. Right. Oftentimes we hear the like the Rubik's Cube example. How many people like have the little talents i guess you say that's what the like party tricks type of thing it's like what the you you know this type of thing and then when you don't reward yourself that's that's the hard hardest part right there so i kind of want to get a, maybe a little bit more about that like how did you do that for yourself and then kind of how, how did you reward yourself and all that so uh, before I answer that, I kind of want to come, you know, uh, butt head is a little bit on a, on a point you made, right? About not rushing to find your why, right? I feel like we should rush to find not our why, but our purpose, right? Our reason for doing something, right, is is 
it's going to be hard to find at first like what's your big why but like you can find your purpose earlier on if you spend time reflecting mm-hmm. most of the time we're not spending time reflecting and it's like time is short time is precious life is short you know if you're just hoping that it'll hit you across the face one day it's like more often than not you're, you're never ever going to see it exactly. when, you're, when even when it does right you're not going to realize it so if you could and, and not rush in terms of like get upset if you're you know you're turning 20 or 25 <laughs> and you haven't found it yet but actively search for it right and if you don't know where to start at least start from you know in reverse order and take away things that you know you don't want to do right do exercise like the one i just mentioned you know take classes you know start reflecting on you know what do i love to do uh, who how was i like when i was a kid a lot of the times you know that the kid version of, of us is how we're supposed to actually be as an adult but a lot of times when society comes in and all the norms and the pressures and you know the different ideologies that get fed to us while we're in school and things like that it kind of t- teaches us how to become uh closed-minded and an employee so it's like who were we when we were kids right we were someone that you know loved to go around and just have a great old time and now you're some old grump and like who <laughs> tap back into that inner child and you know actively pursue these things because it's not something that's just gonna magically appear in your door but don't be upset at yourself if you're at x age and you still haven't found it yet yeah and don't hold yourself you know don't be upset if you haven't found it yet but actively be in pursuit of it i i agree i think right you almost want to like focus on it right it should be in the back like in your mind it shouldn't be something that you just and again i like that you stress that hey it's not like if it doesn't just it doesn't just slap you in the face one day that you just come up with yeah. that and and i think it's a constantly evolving thing too right so it's something yeah. like oh well maybe this is what right and you keep going and you get a deeper understanding of yourself you come become more self-aware and i like the point that you made about harnessing that inner child i think i think a lot of people kind of forgot that <laughs> right yeah. and funny enough right you you mentioned like how you didn't do like the lemonade stands and all that i actually did exactly <laughs> yeah. that when i was younger right? that was, <laughs> that's my inner child entrepreneurship's my freaking thing and i just yeah. find when i get in those situations like put myself like like entrepreneurial situation that yeah. it's just i just love it i'm happy and i like doing it and that again i think you hit it right on is you kind of have to find like hey what did i like doing as a kid like what just made me happy because right we're so innocent and nothing corrupted our minds like school and all that yeah definitely i think in that, in that same breath too like when it comes to happiness that's another thing to watch out for as well uh happiness is uh and this guy named jordan peterson made a mm. good point about it i'm gonna butcher it uh but yeah i mean you listen yeah. to him it sounds like but he was like happiness is is a hedonistic aim right it's a because happiness it's it's it comes and goes. It's an emotion mm-hmm. just like everything else, right? It, it should never be, you never, you should never be in pursuit of happiness. You should enjoy it while it's there, right? Because there's this old, um, like, philosophical way of viewing things. This guy mentioned it's like, it, it's just a, just a quote. It says, it shall pass, right? It too shall pass. Whether it's good times or bad times, just know that it too shall pass. So um, the happiness it'll pass eventually one day you might wake up a little sad one day you might wake up angry one day you might wake up you know on top of the world like it all shall pass so what you should be in pursuit of is is fulfillment 
right? Because when you're fulfilled, it's it's satiating. Happiness is like this, you know, eating that your favorite dessert, right? That's the cake. But if you eat a slice of cake, yeah, you're gonna love it, but you're gonna still be hungry. If you eat, you know, some some lean protein and some greens, right, and some rice, mm-hmm. you'll be full a lot longer than if you were to eat a slice of cake. Right, so search for that fulfillment because that fulfillment is what's going to satiate you in the long run. That's what's going to keep you going. That's what's going to make you feel whole. Right, a lot of people are super happy. They get all the goals. Right, they got the girl, they got the money, they got the house, they got the car, they got the clothes, they got all, everything that would make you happy. Yeah, but they're they're still empty inside. Why? Because they were never fulfilled in doing so. So, and fulfillment only comes when you're you know in service to other people and to the you know the world. So it's like, how can you make this from something that's not just about you, but something bigger than you something that's so big that you might not even be able to accomplish it in your own lifetime i i agree i think that especially your point on how happiness is it's just another emotion and i i get yeah. i've been trying to explain that so well and you just put it perfectly <laughs> and i think uh <laughs> right so, well that's the reality right is you wake up one day and it's like oh crap i forgot i had a meeting or something right and it's like oh my like yeah. and it's things happen right you have bad days, you have good days. And, and the thing is, is it's completely normal, right? <laughs> to feel bad yeah. about things or to be like, just feel like you're on top of the world. But at the same time, right? What you said, right? To find that fulfillment, it's the journey, right? Of work. I think real fulfillment comes of like working past those hard times when they come, right? And like yeah. so a hard challenge hits you. And you're like, oh my gosh, this is hard. I don't know how I'm going to do it. But then when you work yeah. through it and you achieve like, and you work past it and get past that challenge and then you get that happiness it's like oh my gosh like i i did that that's what reaches like gives you the happiness that little boost of dopamine right it's like oh my gosh like i worked so hard and i got this right and it's the journey i think that matters i think that yeah and then another thing too you mentioned right is pushing through it's like if you're going through hell right now, why stop in the middle exactly. of it? Exactly. Steve Harvey right there. Right? <laughs> yeah, just, just keep on going. If you're going through some hard times right now, why stop in the middle of it? You got to push through. You got to make it to the other end because that's where, you know, um, you're, you'll be able to reap, you know, the fruits of your labor if you make it to the other end, but you're never going to get to there if you, you stop in the middle of it all. Exactly. I think you're right. I, and again, on the quitting part, I, I'm kind of curious because I've had guests say, like, sometimes you just need to step away, right? Like, there's just, I mean, I think it, it would have something to do with your why. It's like, okay, this has nothing to do with me. I don't know why I'm doing it. You just sometimes need to quit, right? Yeah. Winners quit more than losers. Really? I, I'm kind of curious. Yeah. Give, give me some more on that. Winners quit more than a lot of people, right? Because in order to be a true winner, you have to quit at a lot of things, right? A lot of the times people lose, when people lose, and the difference between losers quitting and winners quitting is losers quit when things get hard. Mm. Winners quit things that aren't serving them the best, right? For example, right, I, I still remember, like, when I was, I made the basketball team my, my sophomore year of high school. But in my head, I only tried out because basketball trials, it was like a party, right? Oh, you're going to basketball trials. Hey, John, you're going to basketball trials. Are you going to basketball trials? Everyone was going to basketball trials. People that had no business going to trials go to trials, right? And it was like in an, an, its own little event. And so I ended up making the team just from going. But I knew that's not deep down in my heart. That's not what I really wanted to do because my main focus was football. Mm. Right. And I could have done both, but my, you know, it, it wasn't the same because I had a bad coach my freshman year and he made me kind of dislike basketball. So he kind of ruined it for me, unfortunately. But, you know, I had the awareness enough to know that I'm, yes, I made the team, but I wasn't doing it for me. Right. So I had to let that go. Right. And for example, when you're starting a business, not to put it into an entrepreneur perspective, 
If you want to scale your business, you still you can't waste time doing admin work. You got to quit that. You can't waste time doing accounting. You can't waste time, you know, doing editing on your podcast. You can't waste time doing all these little things. You have to quit all that stuff and let go of right, so you can leverage it out to somebody else. In order to, and, and that's what you have to do in order to scale. You have to quit a lot of these little things, and it's about the awareness and knowing what to quit and when to quit. It, that makes different winners different than losers when losers just quit because it's a little difficult because it's hard because it's not easy and i i I like the analogy you used with uh entrepreneurs i think also it's recognizing right that there's things that are you you almost need to let go of some of that control right like you want to feel like you're in control of your life and that's oftentimes why people go into entrepreneurship they're like i want to take control of my life i want to do all these things but it's like no it's actually quite the opposite you're gonna have to give up some of that control that you so desperately crave, right? To hire out editors, hire out all these other people to do things. And then you kind of are just dependent on them and like, Hey, this is kind of what I want. I know you're good at it. Can you give me this type of result? And then you go focus on what you're good at and what you provide to the business. And I, I, I think that point is right on. I think oftentimes that everyone, like they want to feel like they have that security, right? That control over their lives. And yeah, and just like look at the different industries too. Like I'm in real estate, so I know these numbers a little bit, right? So, in within two to five years, eighty to eighty-seven percent of realtors leave, mm-hmm. right, the business. Within in podcasting, eighty percent of podcasters don't make it past seven episodes, exactly, right? Because the same reason why people get into these entrepreneurial endeavors is the same reason why they leave, right? Because they have control, and now that they have control, there's no one telling them what to do, how to do it, when to do it. Exactly. They're their own boss. And, you know, they should have fired themselves a while ago, but they keep on going in and then their business or their dream of what the, your side hustle, whatever it may be, kind of goes into shambles because, you know, they were never a really a good boss, a good employee, like a CEO to begin with. And now they have to go back to a regular job. Not saying anything's bad about regular jobs, mm-hmm. but if you're left for one reason and you're getting back into it for the same reason you left, there's, there's a, you know, a clear problem there. Exactly. I think you're right on that oftentimes right the people they, they they go right back to what they left in the first place and i would say again right on the entrepreneur side of things right i actually know a couple of people right i i've heard the statistics right people don't people like usually don't make it past the first seven episodes i'm like really like seven like how like how hard is that right yeah right i'm telling you when i got to that seventh episode i was like dang this is a lot more work than i thought right <laughs> and same here same here and you're just like okay i need to start like thinking of outside it's almost like instead of thinking about what you want it's like all right i need to start thinking bigger i need to think outside myself right who can i yeah. uh like i guess employ to try and get this help that i so desperately need because this project this idea that i have is going to take a lot more people than I can even imagine, right? And I think, again, I think that's such a great point that you bring up that... Yeah, circle it back to everything that we are talking about. Back when I started this conversation, I mentioned how in real estate, right, I it took me a while to realize that I was distracted, right? If I would have quit real estate and that social media stuff sooner, I could have spent more time growing my podcast, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, for, I'm blessed and fortunate because I, I'm in a company where they have a lot of business values and a lot of business principles that they preach so i've been able to learn a lot and i'm still there i'm still it's not like i I lost my license i still have my license for you know my loved ones i can help them 
by yourself. And then for anyone that I don't really know like that, I just refer out and still get um, a commission income off of referrals. So it's like, but if I were to have quit that sooner, I would have been able to focus on the podcast a lot sooner. And as you know, it's like it's it's a hockey stick growth is exponential, right? It, nothing is ever really done in here. And if I were to spend more time focused in the podcast, who knows where I could have been by now? I could have been, you know, a couple more downloads ahead, or I could have had, you know, a couple of my dream guests. I could have, I could have been in a different spot, but I wasn't focused. And so, knowing when to quit is extremely important. I, I think, yeah, it, it's so right that, right? We, we want to do it all, right? We want to do, yeah. <laughs> we want to be the guy. We want to be the Superman type of thing. But the reality is, is we're all human, and <laughs> we, we can't do it all. And it's sometimes letting go of that, like, hey. Look, you don't have control over that. And, and, or maybe we should put more focus on this, right? Hey, you're starting to lose your health. Let's start focusing on that. And I think that's a really key component. And like, I mean, they talk about ultra successful people, right? In terms of like business or ultra successful people that start families, I, I think success is defined by you. And I would say, I'm going to use this as the intelligent question of the day, but how would you help someone? develop just that laser focus so then they can look to improve their lives so uh, anyone that's listening right now i want you to do this exercise at least mentally with me right you get a call the call is from powerball you just won a lottery you won a billion dollars right so you can't gift that money off when you die what are you doing with the rest of your life right what are you doing you just won a billion dollars you're never gonna have to work ever again right for the majority of the population if you're not part of like the top point zero 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 one percent of you know the people that are high achievers you're you're set for the rest of your life what are you doing with your life right spend time thinking about that then you get another call doctor's office they just called you and tell you hey we got the test results back you only have five years left to live mm. Now, what are you doing with your life? You have five years left. You still win the Powerball. You can't, as I said, you can't gift the money off when you die. What are you going to do with the rest of your time here on this planet? Next day passes. You get another call. Hey, sorry, we, we read the test results wrong. You only have a day left to live, right? What is that message that you want to put out to the world? And then they ask you, but if you give all the money back from the Powerball, you'll be able to rest, live out the rest of your life. What are you doing? Are you taking the money? And as I said, you can't gift it off, right? Are you taking the money and you're spending one day delivering your message to the world? Or you are you giving all that money back? But that, that exercise, it kind of takes you to the point where it's like, you know, what on earth would I do if I had everything I ever needed? If I had everything I ever wanted? If I didn't have to worry about anything ever again? What would I spend my time doing? What would I spend the rest of my days doing? If I had five years left, if I had one day left, what would I spend the rest of my time doing if I had everything I needed to support my endeavors, right? What would you do if you could not fail? Mm -hmm. And just start spending time reflecting on that point. I think that everyone that's listening right now, that is the intelligent answer day. That was great. I think that, I mean, especially, right, I think time is a critical part. It's always been a critical part of my life. And how you spend it, right, ultimately is what you make out of it because in the back of all our heads mm. we all know what the end result of life is right it's, yeah. it's death right unavoidable yep you can't know it doesn't matter who you are on this planet right you can either fear it or you can say you know what i know it's inevitable what am i going to leave uh behind what's yeah i guess uh to use a better word what's my legacy right like what, exactly. what are you leaving and that that is ultimately what matters so john Thank you for coming on today. I, I've enjoyed this. You've, you've had great things to share. 
for people that have been like interested in what you've been saying today, I know we've mentioned your podcast, you've got businesses, yeah. you're a realtor. What's the best way yeah. people can kind of reach out to you, get a hold of you, all that fun stuff? Yeah. So we talked a lot about Ikigai and your purpose. My sole focus right now is my podcast. So if you go check out the podcast at Walk Number Two Wealth, that's Walk to Wealth, just with the number two instead of T-O, right? Walk to Wealth. Um, go check out the podcast if you're listening to this. That would mean the absolute world to me. And um, Walk to Wealth on the, the social platforms as well. So, But if you can check out the podcast at Walk to Wealth, we got a lot of big news coming up soon. So uh, uh, make sure to tune into that if you enjoyed any of the things that you heard today or if you found any of the value in what I shared today. Awesome. Well, thank you, John, for coming on today. I, I thoroughly, I, I enjoyed having you. You had great things to share today. Hey, everyone. That is John Mendez. As you can tell, he's a very intelligent person, has great things to say. I challenge you guys, if you liked anything that you heard today, to reach out to him. I'm sure he'd be happy to do that and to listen to his podcast, Walked to Wealth. Stay tuned till next week. We have a great guest lined up for you guys. See you guys next week and let's get after it. Hey everyone, if you liked this episode and would like to hear more, be sure to hit that subscribe or follow button. We release a new episode every Wednesday for you guys to listen to. Thank you guys so much for the support that you give. We could not have done this without you guys. If you would like to be a potential guest on the show, check out intelligentconvos.com and fill out the form there. Thank you guys again, and let's get after it.